You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, sir, people, the time of the evening where we join our very own uh, Molana Salim Karim on pertinence of punctuated. Molana Salim Karim will be discussing a powerful topic indeed, and a powerful alim indeed is uh, our Molana, and the topic is how to seek refuge from a tyrannical and a promiscuous society. Look around you, people, and you'll see what's happening. Look at the taxes you're paying. Look at the rates you're paying. Look at the type of service delivery you're getting. Look at the leadership. Look at those uh, that are in power of position. And it seems as if the dregs of society have come to the fore. Molana Salim Karim, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And how are you doing this evening, uh, Molana? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shafat bai. Alhamdulillah, the fazl of Allah. All is well. Allah Ta'ala keep us salamat. Allah Ta'ala grant us protection. And thirdly, Allah Ta'ala grant us kana'at. Kana'at means that Allah Ta'ala make us content with whatever we got. When Huzur Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam one day asked the Sahaba Ikram a question, Hal antumul muslimun? Are you Muslims? And they said, Gee, Ya Rasulullah, we are definitely Muslims. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam then asked, What proof do you all have for that? And they said it so nicely and said, Ya Rasulullah, whatever Allah has given to us, we express gratitude. Whatever Allah has put us through test and trial, we exercise patience and perseverance. And thirdly, whatever decision Allah has made for us, we are happy with Allah's decision. Whatever good had happened, it's the will of Allah. So a good question, Shafat Bhai. Can we see the dishonesty? We can see the stealing. Khayanat, as we say, stealing, hoarding, usurping the rights of other people. No equality, no justice. Nobody can be held accountable. Gee, is this the life that we want to lead? Then we need to ask our question, ourselves a question. Okay, what are the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Who is entitled to leadership? Is it those who have money? Those who have name and fame? Those who have tons of dollars? Gee, in Islam, who is supposed to be elected the leader and lead with equality and justice and has his finger on the pulse and his feet on the ground to know on a daily basis what is happening on the ground, not sitting in lofty towers and offices, gee, with helicopter pads on top, gee. I'll give you an example. See, this is what I'm saying. You want leadership, because we have no leadership, we have like no law and order, it's free for all, take what you want, give what you want, no answers, no questions asked, the jails are filled, gee, there's no place for the for the culprits. We don't know how just is the, the justice system. 
ji whether it is favoritism we don't know we don't want to point fingers those who have conscious and if the cap fits let them wear it but islam is very clear par sabab sadaqat ki you want to be a leader in society then learn the quality of truthfulness sadaqat ki shujaat ki you must be brave to stand up for haq par sabab sadaqat ki shujaat ki aur काम लिया जाएगा तुझसे इमामत अल्लाह वर्क ऑफ लीडरशिप हमानत शुजात एंड सदाकत सफात भाई वाई खान बी जिस ट्रस्ट ईच अदर आई प्लेस दिस मनी इन ट्रस्ट विथ यू वाई मस्ट आई मेक खियान वाई मस्ट आई चीट वाई मस्ट आई यू सर्व दैट मनी एंड वेन आई कम फॉर दैट मनी I don't know what you're talking about. A white lie, flatly denial. But this is Allah watching. Allahu Maari, Allah is with me. Allahu Nazari, Allah is looking at me. Allahu Shahidi, Allah is my witness. So the point, Shafat Bai, you see this turmoil in the world, whether it's South Africa, wherever, corruption is number one. And one of the reasons. That's why Sharia said, bribery in Islam is haram. The taker of bribes and the giver of bribes both are equal in guna. We have created that market, Shafat Bai. That's why Rasulullah said, the person who takes a bribe, the person who gives a bribe, kilahuma, both of them are in the eyes of Allah, Gunehgar, and Sinas. It's a supply and demand thing, Shafat Bai. Ah, as you know, Shafat Bai, you know. As we go, whether it's India or Pakistan, you know, the chokidar is standing there by the door. You have to get a document signed. In Israel, saaf ke liye chai pani ka paisa chahiye, no? Chai pani ka paisa. You heard that that the terminology. <laughs> so yeah, today is like, what is there for me? Like, I'm getting this PPE, what you call tender. What's there for me? Underhand. Gee, I'll give you the building. I will give you this. I need half of this money. I'm Shafat Bai, the guys are sending the the guys for holidays. Shafat Bai, they buying them brand new Mercedes Benz and BMWs. They buying them palaces. See, Dhoka. Ya yuhaladina amanu. Muslims are involved in it also, big time. We are not innocent. Also, some of the Muslims, not all. Ya yuhaladina amanu. Kulu mina tayyibati wa maluta saliha. Eat what is pak and halal. And then Allah will give you tawfiq to do good deeds. So we have to blame ourselves, Shafat Bai. We have created this environment. Allah Pak in the Quran is telling us, "Ji, inna ma yaqulun fi butuni imnara." You eat the rights of other people, then you are filling your belly with the fire of Jahannam. How many of us are doing this? There are so many estates that are lying, abandoned. The trustees or the executives are having good fun from that money, and the rightful heirs are being deprived. See, the executives are taking their weekly or monthly fees and sitting quietly with that money. And mashallah, a time will come there will be nothing left in that estate, and the person who passed away is equally gonegar in the eyes of Allah because he appointed such useless 
and people that cannot even administer an estate. Ayatul Munafiq Sadasa. The sign of a Munafiq is three things. Number one, when he speaks, he speaks lies. Number two, when he makes a promise, he breaks his promise. And number three, when you leave anything in trust with him, he breaks the trust. Lies. Shafatwa, if I left 10,000 rand with you as an amanat, when I come and ask you, you must with a smile say, Alhamdulillah, Fadl, this is your amanat, check it, double check. Shafatwa, let me tell you one thing. You know, our old parents, grandparents had one beautiful habit that whenever somebody gave them money, mm. I will just take that money and put it in my pocket. There are people who cheat, Shafat Bhai. There's one note short there, but because Mulana Salim gave you this 10,000 rand, Mulana is a nice person, he won't rob me, I'm not going to count the money. And then in the evening when you count the money, you'll find two notes short there. Shafat Bhai, out of respect for me, you think you're going to call me? Or what impression will you have about me? That this Mulana is a rogue. See, he gave me this whole stack of money, but there's two... 200 rand shorts here. And me, out of respect, I'm not going to go to that Molana and embarrass him. But what are my thoughts? That's why when anybody, whether it's your father, whether it's your mother, whether it's your wife or your son, if they give you the money, please check it up. For Allah's sake, check it up. Don't boil inside you after collecting the money and realizing there's money shorts here. And out of adab and respect, you feel embarrassed to go and ask the person. So our elders taught us one thing, that whoever gives you that money, whether it's your ustad, whether your peer, or whoever it is, count the money for his betterment and for your own itminani So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ayatul Munafiq, the sign of a Munafiq is three. When he speaks, he speaks lies. You can see in all these court cases, billions of rands of taxpayers' money is wasted. No conclusion to the case. The perpetrator is walking free. He's got his show, uh, collars up, egg is egg. Nobody can touch me. It's okay. There's Allah that is watching, inshallah. Allah will put the scale of justice up on the day of Qiyamah. And then you will account for every cent that you earned, took, stole, whatever you did, you will have to answer by Allah. See? So... Respected brothers, look at what is happening. There's another hadith of Rasulullah that we also, as Muslims, as the Ummah, we need a wake-up call. A'malukum ummalukum. The mafum of a hadith that Allah will bring rulers according to our amals. What kunas we are doing, what actions we are doing. Does it confirm what Quran and Sunnah or totally against the Quran and Sunnah? So let's do an introspection. I'm not blaming anybody. You take apne garibar mein jaakar dekho. Just peep into your chest. See, and ask yourself this question. Am I responsible or am I partially responsible for what's happening in the world now? Ask yourself. Because Rasulullah said, A'malukum ummalukum. The action and behavior of the Muslim ummah will determine who our leaders are going to be. So, kese karni, weise barni. As you do, Allah will do the same with you. Agar na mano to marke dek. We don't want to accept it and die and see what happens. As you do to others, Allah will do the same to you. 
So it's the third point. No use complaining, as I'm saying. Let's make a change in our life. Let's see. Now, inshallah, if all this is wrong, what should we do? We should make ruju ilallah. We should come back to Allah. That's the solution. We can bring in politicians. We can bring a new president. Bring the new army. Bring the new police minister. Bring everybody new. It's not going to help you. It's a cancer. Gee, it will take another hundred years for this country to come back to its whatever it was. That that was not even correct. Also, but whatever it is, it's going to take another generation. If we think in the near future we're going to see changes in this country, definitely we're living in false hope. Yes, we only have one hope, and that hope is that we, as the Muslim Ummah, we need to become self-sufficient. Gee. Alhamdulillah, our fathers, grandfathers came on that ship. That was the only clothes that they had. They had that one potla, they had some rice and some dal in that thing. Gee. They lived a simple life. But they made it their duty to educate their children. They built technicons, they built universities. They built schools, they built madrasa. See the history in South Africa. What our grand, great-grandfathers did. See, they came with that lousy few rupees from India. But they had a mission. They had a vision. We don't have it. Sir. The reason for that, Shafat Bhai, you and I have got it on a golden platter. I never sweated for that hard money. My father and my grandfather and my great-grandfather, they stood in the hot sun. In the winters, they stood and they worked hard. So if we want to change, then we have to change our amals. We have to come back to the Quran. We need to make tawbah. We need to forgive. We need to be self-sufficient. We need to work hard, try and do things on our own. Learn to share, learn to care. And the greatest thing, I'm talking to all these matriculants here, Shafat Bhai. I asked them, what profession are you going to take? 12 years, and in the end of your study, you have no direction as to what I want to do. No, Shafat Bhai, there's something wrong. In our education system, whether it's the teachers, whether it's the guidance teacher, or whether it's the parents. That child is now 17 years old or 16 years old, finished metric. They got no direction in their life. What they want to take, what career, how I'm going to make a change in this country or in my family or in my town. And not that Allah Ta'ala hasn't given us the resources, Shafat Bhai. Allah Park has given us the wealth and the resources. But unfortunately, this dunya is sinking in our heart. Allah grant us this dunya, but Allah don't put the love of this dunya in our hearts. It's time for the Muslim Ummah to wake up. Ay Musliman, Jago, Islam zinda hai, Quran baqi hai. We come back to the Quran, we come back to the teachings of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah will bring a great change in this country and in the world. Worldwide, it's just for you and me to come back to the sunnah, revive the sunnah. And the beautiful ayat of the Quran that should be in front of your eyes every day was the awanu al-birri wa taqwa. Help each other, promote each other, second each other. It matters of taqwa. Wa ta'awanu al-birri. In good deeds. And amals of taqwa, help each other. وَلَا تَعَوَنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْأُدْوَانِ Don't be part and parcel of sin and hatred and animosity. Allah has given you a beautiful formula. If we all pool our resources, we think together, we act together, we live together, we share together, 
we read namaz together, we make dua for each other together. Subhanallah, yadullahi ma'al jama'ah. Allah's help is when we are together and one ummah, one body, one unity. So may Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. You know, Mulana, I... One last thing I want to tell you. Okay, I'm, I'm listening to you. Go, go ahead. Three things makes a person honorable and perfect. Three things. What is it? Cool-headedness. You see a politician, you see a leader, he must have wisdom, he must be wise, he must be smart, he must know the temperament, he must know the mizaj, he must know to how to handle the situation. Three things makes a person honorable. Gee, number one is cool-headedness. Whatever the situation is, you need to keep your cool and be focused. Number two is a sweet tongue. You must be able to convince people. Don't become vulgar. Don't become abusive. Don't say harsh words. Speak softly. Speak with a sweet tongue. And thirdly, soft heart. You want to be a ruler? You want to be a leader? You want to be a trustee? You want to be whatever in society? You need to have a soft heart. Gee, three things. You must be cool-headed. Number two, you must be able to speak with, with a sweet tongue, softly, politely. And number three, to have a soft heart. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. You see, the previous ummats and nations were destroyed, not because of Rosa Hajj, Zakat, but because of cheating in weight. Number one. Number two, bribery. Number three, injustice. Number four, usurping the rights of others. Number five, adulterating. You're adding milk, you're adding water to increase the volume. You're making items, you're adding sawdust. You're adding powder to put up the weight. Allah Ta'ala will definitely destroy that ummah and murder and killing. These are the things that brings about Allah Ta'ala's wrath and anger. Gee, Molana, the point I wanted to discuss with you was, uh, you know, you look at uh, uh, the Western society or you look at the uh, circular society and you look at the, you know, the type of uh, programs that have been uh, pushed forward. Uh, you can see that they are actually, they've taken uh, God out of the equation at schools. They've gone into circularism. Uh, they've, uh, you know, changed everything where, uh, you know, Islam says, uh, you know, what is halal? And uh, they take the halal thing and they make it haram and what islam says is haram they make it halal and you see uh, many of our children getting confused at what's happening and actually these uh, shaitani uh, people or these conglomerates and uh, these uh, so-called leaders have declared war on uh, the innocent uh, churches mosques and you know people that worship god they have declared war on them by uh, ushering in uh, a shaitani and a dajjali movement that is even uh, confusing our children and this is why, you know, we find these types of uh, leadership that have come into the fore. And, uh, you know, someone asked me the question. He said, if you talk to Molana Salim Karim, ask him, are we seeing uh, these jinnats in form of human beings that are all uh, the disciples of shaitan? Molana, your quick response uh, to that. We are doing all the rotten things, all the sins. Or Beautifully summarized in Urdu. <laughs> All the gunas 
sins and vice, we are openly committing it. And mashallah, shaitan ko lanat karte. Allah's lanat be on shaitan. Shaitan too is laughing. He says, you know what? I've never seen itni beva kuflok. My mission, I thought was a mission, you know, to make this, uh, this, this ummat kumrah. But they have brought it upon themselves. Why? There is lack of ta'alluq with Allah. When you have taken out Allah out of the equation, out of your life, you have taken the Qur'an out of your life, you have taken the sunnah out of your life, you have taken the life of the Sahaba and their examples out of their life, then what will be the end result? Khud gumrah honge or dusro ko bhi gumrah And this is a major sign of Qiyamah that we are seeing today. That today you don't have to, you're the biggest fitna and the worry is concerned, not how I'm going to save my money, my car, my house, my property. The biggest worry for you, me, Shafat Bai, and this whole world of the Muslim Ummah is how I'm going to protect my Iman and die with the Kalima, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Because there are so much of fitna. Which fitna hole you going to plug? You plug one, another ten opens. You plug the ten, another hundred opens. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-fitan ma zahara minha wa ma batal. Allah protect us from internal fitnas and external fitnas. And because we left Islamic education, Shafat Bhai, there is no deen in our homes, there is no deen in our lives, our children are lost, they're busy on the cell phone, they're busy with media, and I always ask this question, Shafat Bhai, is the cell phone a hell phone or is it a cell phone one? Can we live without the cell phone or can we live without the cell phone? That's a big question because the time that we spend on the cell phone, if we only spend that amount of time reading Quran, understanding the Quran, the whole environment of deen can change and Allah consciousness can come into us. But you see, 24 hours that phone, I sleep with the phone, I wake up with the phone, everything revolves around that phone. I'm not saying that don't use the phone, use it. It's an absolute necessary tool to do business. Restrict it to business, not vice, not guna. May Allah Ta'ala give us something. Amina Molana, and one more thing, you know, when you spoke about leadership, uh, we look at Abu Bakr radial anho, we look at Umar radial anho, you know, when... Uh, they didn't stand for election. They didn't go and canvass for them to be in the power of position as a caliphate. But uh, people elected them and, you know, they didn't need bodyguards like how the politicians of today need bodyguards to protect them and so forth. Talk to us about that uh, type of great people and personalities we had, uh, Molana, where, you know, they didn't have to go and put placards up and say, vote me, Molana. Subhanallah. You know, when Hadrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala became the khalifa, he stood on the member and he said to the people, Oh people, help me to do good. And if I'm wrong, correct me. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam when he was ill in the last 17 days of his life. Nobody read namaz but Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in Masjid al-Nabawi. Illa when Rasulullah went on journey, another Sahabi, Hadrat Abdullah ibn Maktoum radiallahu ta'ala, they were one or two other Sahaba Rasulullah appointed. But in the last days of Rasulullah's life, when he couldn't go to the masjid, because of that extreme fever, Rasulullah's feet were dragging. 
and he still came to the masjid. Rasulullah said to Hazrat Aisha one day when he couldn't make it anymore, please ask your father to lead the namaz. So she cried to Rasulullah and said, Ya Rasulullah, please ask somebody else to lead the namaz. My father won't be able to handle the musalla without you. He will break down and cry. He won't be able to lead the namaz. Rasulullah said to her, I'm instructing you, go and tell your father to read the namaz. So Allah Pak's Habib, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, by action, they were Hazrat Ali, they were Umar, Hazrat Osman, Ghani, Hazrat Ali, Hazrat Abdurrahman ibn Awf, Ashara, Mubashara. They were great, great Sahaba present. But Rasulullah said to Hazrat Aisha, go and tell your father that I have asked him to lead the prayer. Directly or indirectly, it was indicated that after my demise, who should take over and become the leader of the Muslim Ummah? Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, when he passed away, he also, there is no automatic rule of succession. I am now the principal of Darul Quran, for example. So automatically tomorrow my son will become, and when he is no more, my grandson will come. There is no such thing in Islam. Islam is built on taqwa, akhlaq, and compatibility, and responsibility. When Hazrat Umar ta'ala was stabbed in the stomach, he was ill for those few days. Now came the question, who should become the Khalifa? Ji? They could have said, anybody for that matter, who they liked? No. Hazrat Umar ta'ala said, six Sahaba Ikiram get into one room. Hazrat Ali was there, Hazrat Usman Ghani radiallahu ta'ala, and quite a few other Sahaba, six of them. Hazrat Usman Ghani radiallahu ta'ala said, Ji, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala said, all of you sit together in that room and come out with one voice. And who you all have chosen to become the Khalifa? It's based on taqwa, it's based on knowledge, it's based on khidmat khalq, it's based on so many factors that's taken into consideration before somebody is appointed. So it's, there's no automatic rule that because my father is the king, so now the son will be the king automatically, whether he's got any any capabilities in him or not, he automatically becomes the king. This is what's happening nowadays, Shabbat Bhai. The, the principal passes away, automatically the son becomes... There are Shaykhul Hadiths there. The Shaykhul Hadiths who thought that same son in the Quran and Hadith and made him an alim. He becomes the muhtamim. This is why we're having all these issues. We forgot the sunnah of Rasulullah. Okay, who should be the leader? How must he be appointed? And what is his duty? That sunnah we don't want to apply. It's automatic. I'm, I become the principal or I become the trustee. But my father was a trustee, so automatically I am the trustee. So that's the problem, Shafat Bhai. If we don't sort this out and follow the sunnah tariqah of how to appoint people to position, then this is the result we are going to get. The infighting, disunity, and hatred for each other. May Allah Ta'ala protect us. Amin, Summa Amin, Molana, absolutely, mashallah, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed you to be so eloquent indeed and so wise. You have a blessed evening ahead, Molana. We'll talk to you soon. No problem, Shabarba. I have some bhajiyas, mashallah, a nice cup of coffee. Inshallah, you have. <laughs> <laughs> you come and eat somewhere, Molana. I've got, I got, I got a whole colander full here. I can't chow it on my own. You have half. Inshallah, inshallah. Allah Ta'ala make it easy for the Ummah, Shabbat Bhai. We have a beautiful deen. Wallahi, we have such a beautiful deen, such a beautiful Nabi. We just have to change our akhlaq. 
deed. And you end it here, Safar Bhai. Forgiveness is a strange medicine. Forgiveness is a strange medicine. If you give it to others, it heals the wound in your heart. Forgiveness is a strange medicine. If you give it to others, it heals the wound in your heart. So let's learn to forgive. Maaf karna siko or maaf karto. Allah give us Ameen Suma, Ameen. A blessed evening to you, Molana. Talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you very much for brilliant uh, engineering, uh, Lukalo, and uh, keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming and lovely Nasheed Insis Purse. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.